Good morning, Love Chapel Hill. It is, I'm so excited to share the word with you this morning. Um, and we're going to be talking about the battle with temptation. And that's something that we all face at some point in, in our lives, and if not every day, right? So the scripture this week is from Luke 4, 1 through 13, and I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. And it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and he had him stand on the highest point of the temple if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift, up, lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And again, Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him into an opportune time. So here we see Jesus at a very key point in his ministry, at the very beginning. This is very this is the start before Jesus was going to do his ministry. He had to be tested, and God tested him to see that to see if what method he would choose and who he would choose to serve. In this passage, we see Jesus was offered fame and glory over suffering, death, and the cross. And in this passage, we see Jesus making his ultimate decision. And the, verse, the first verse says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. So in this context, tempted also means tested. And Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and where he ate nothing. So you can imagine the hunger that he felt, the vulnerability that he felt during that time. And this also reminds us of the time that Moses was also led by God onto Mount Sinai, where he spent 40 days also without eating bread or water. And that's seen in Exodus 34 and 28. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. 
And this wilderness, what I found in my study is that it's not a sand uh, wilderness, but more so of limestone, um, filled with bits of limestone. We also see the devil tempted Jesus just as he tempted Adam and Eve. So it's very similar. Um, to, we see a lot of similarities in this point in this scripture as we do see in Genesis when um, Satan attempted to, well, he actually succeeded in tempting Adam and Eve, right? So Satan throughout time has continued to fight against God and those who obey and follow him. And in the third verse, it says, the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. So in the previous verse, we see that Jesus hadn't eaten anything and he was hungry. So Satan's first temptation was to exploit the physical weakness that we have as humans. And one of um, Satan's primary weapons against humanity is, tempt is temptation dating way back from the very first encounter with man, and that was in the garden. At first glance, the temptation doesn't sound like a sin because food is meant to ease hunger. And in the face of it, it seems that nothing is wrong with the idea of food, right? But that is, of course, the brilliance um, of the evil brilliance of the devil. He tells Jesus to turn stones into loaves of bread if he's in fact the son of God. Matthew has already told us in um, that he is indeed the son of God. So there's no question to us that Jesus is at this point in time, the son of God. So Satan is not really challenging whether Jesus is the son of God, but he's instead daring Jesus to go outside of the will of God in order to meet his own desire for food. Jesus is tempting, Satan is tempting Jesus to make himself independent of God. After all, Jesus is saying, if you are the son of God, you should be able to do as you please, when you please, especially if it's something good and healthy like food. And Jesus, though he understood that the, it was the will of God for him to endure temptation and not take a shortcut around just because of his own fleshly desires. And so it was the will of God for Jesus to endure this temptation in that, in that time of fasting for 40 days. So Jesus knew that his mission, he already knew his mission on earth was to do as God directed him to do. And so this sounds very, very similar to the temptation that Adam and Eve faced in the garden in um, Genesis 2 through 16, 17, 
It said, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For if you eat from it, you will certainly die. And so the devil comes back and says, well, did God say that you can't eat from any tree in the garden? And Eve replied, repeated what God said, but the devil was very cunning and very tricky in that he will, he, he prowl, the, the Bible says that he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. In the next verse, it says, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. So here we see Jesus repeat the very word that God gave Moses back in Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy 8.3, it's almost a um, direct repeat of the word we see there. And in Deuteronomy 8.3, it says, Right to remember how the Lord your God led you all the way into the wilderness for these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So we see Jesus even still following this very same word and God used this opportunity to test and know what was in his heart just as he did with Moses. And in verse five, it says, the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all of the kingdoms of the world. And to shut, and he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor it has been given to me, and I can give it to you, give it to anyone. If you worship me, it will all be yours. So here we see a very real Satan is now presenting a spiritual vision for Jesus. Satan is offering a sidestep or a ray around the cross. It is possible for Jesus to fail. It is a real temptation. If it, it wouldn't be a real temptation if it wasn't. So Jesus is already the king of all kingdoms. Here Jesus is tempting, here Satan is tempting Jesus with compromise and shortcuts. And so when, when we're faced uh, temptation is easy to find ways to compromise with God's word, especially when our desire is to fulfill that temptation. In verse 8, it says, Jesus answered, and it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only which is, again, he goes back to Deuteronomy, to the law of Moses, where in Deuteronomy 6.13, it says, fear the Lord your God, serve him only, and take your oaths in his name. 
And in verse 9, the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're, if you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down here, down from here. It is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully that you will not lift the, they will not, they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. So here in this third temptation, we see that even Satan knows the word and he knows it well enough to twist the word and make us and attempt to make us um, question the, the word that God gave us. And he, he directly quotes Psalm 91 and starting in verse 11, it says, for he will command his angels concerning you in all your ways. They will lift they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. But the devil doesn't repeat the uh, verse 13 in Psalm 91, which says, you will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. So the, the wording there is the same wording used in Genesis when Satan was referred to as the serpent. And also he was referred to as the lion, the roaring lion that goes around seeking whom he may devour. So this is a prophecy that Jesus will come and defeat, ultimately defeat temptation um, when he is tempted by Satan. And in verse 12, it says, Jesus answered and said, it is said, do not put your Lord, not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, Jesus is responding with the law of Moses, which is in Deuteronomy 6 and 16. It says, do not put your Lord God to the test as you did. And in the last verse, in 13, it says, when the devil had finished his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. So we can see throughout the ministry of Jesus that the, the devil kept um, tempting him throughout. And he didn't stop tempting Jesus until the cross. We see in the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus wrestled with um, temptation. And he, Jesus, throughout time, wrestled with the problem of how to win men over for God. So like Jesus, all of us at some point in time wrestle with temptation. We're tempted with the same impulses that Jesus also had. And we learn that we alone do not have the power to overcome these temptations, but we can see from this passage that Jesus being faithful where Adam and Eve failed in the garden. And when Adam and Eve fell, they were kicked out of the garden of Eden. When the Israelites fell in the, in the, um, the wilderness, 
they were, God delivered them, allowed them into Canaan, which is the promised land. So when Jesus came and he overcame temptation, he redeemed us all at the cross and he's still interceding for us even today. So this passage gives us strength in knowing that through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and through his continued intercession on our behalf, we can overcome temptation together with him. So temptation comes when Jesus is hungry and when he's exhausted and drained, when severe emotional and spiritual wrestling takes place. And so the questions that I want us to take forward this week with us as we think about the times that we face temptation and do we have these times in our lives where we're wrestling with um, in times of hunger and exhaustion and we're drained and we're um, experiencing severe emotional and spiritual wrestling, um, do we have the, the wisdom to recognize those times? And do we trust, do we have enough trust to go to God in those times in our lives? So we can take this passage and understand that through Jesus, because of his finished works, we can overcome temptation just as he did. Thank you.